Thank you for tuning into sermons from Liberty Baptist Church in Newport Beach, California. Our goal is to help you know God more and take the next step in your spiritual journey, no matter where you're at. If you have questions about God or about Liberty, you can connect with us at libertybaptistchurch.org. We pray that the Lord will use this message to be a help and encouragement in your life. John 13, 14, 15, 16, and part of 17 covers the last week of Jesus' earthly life. Would you look at what your Bible says in John 13 and verse 1? In John 13 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now before the feast of the Passover, we understand that the Passover was that celebration of the deliverance of the Israelites out of Egypt. The Bible says that when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That is obviously a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus saw John baptizing in the River Jordan, John said about his cousin, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the whole world. Jesus is with his disciples, and the Bible says Jesus knew that his hour was come that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. And so he is getting ready to leave his disciples. His departure is at hand. And the Bible says this, a beautiful description of how Jesus loves his disciples. The Bible says, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Let me just parenthetically say right here that he loved them that were in the world. They were in the world, but they were not of this world. I want to remind you tonight, as God's people, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. The songwriter said, this world is not my home. I I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open doors, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. The Bible says he loved his own. He does not speak of his creation, nor does he speak of his humanity in this passage, but rather he speaks of his own, his children. He speaks of his own even in this room tonight. I'm glad that Jesus loves us unto the end. He is obviously speaking unto the end of his life, for he knew that in just a few short days he would be crucified and the wrath of God would abide upon him and he would pay the penalty and price for the sins of all humanity. He loved them unto the end of his own life. He loved them unto the end of their life, but that is not what he's speaking about here. He loves them until the end of the world and even forevermore. And I'm thankful tonight that Jesus loves me. You say, how do you know that Jesus loves you? Because the Bible tells me so. I'm glad that the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, but God commendeth. That word commendeth just simply means showed. It's an open demonstration. God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Jesus is now going to have his last supper with his own. These are the disciples who he chosen to follow him, that they would be with Jesus. Some are fishermen. Of course, we have a physician there. We have a tax collector. We have a doubter, and so on the list goes. The Bible says that Jesus takes a bowl and a towel, and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. And he's trying to teach them a little bit about what the ministry really is. It's not about who's highest on the ladder. It's not corporate America. Uh, the ministry is the lower you go, the higher you are in God's economy. Here's what he's saying. He says, a new commandment I give you, that you shall love one another, even as I have loved you. And by then, he's probably got John's foot in his hands, and he's washing John's feet. And you know how Peter is. Peter says, Lord, I don't want you to wash my feet. He thought he was probably, you know, a little bit too good for that. Or he said, man, I, 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 or, uh, that, 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 that double, the other side of pride, you know, I don't want Jesus to touch my feet. And Jesus says, well, if I don't wash your feet, you'll have no part of my kingdom. And he says, man, wash my head, everything. You know, I want to be in your kingdom, right? And uh, the Bible says he's talking to him about washing feet. And after that, the Bible says in John 13 that they're sitting down and having a meal. And he says that the devil had entered into the heart of Judas, and one of them would betray Jesus. And of course, uh, they, they didn't know who it was, right? And, uh, but Jesus knew, and Lord is it I, Lord is it I, Lord is it I. And so he's washing their feet, and he's talking about Judas betraying him. And then he's going on talking about his crucifixion, and he's talking about his last week on earth. And then Jesus drops a bomb on them. He says, I'm getting ready to go. Now, please understand that this is very disturbing for the followers of Jesus Christ. They left their nets, meaning they left their jobs, their livelihood. They left their families. They left everything to follow Jesus. For over three years, they've seen Jesus bring back the, the dead to life, and they've seen Jesus touch the blinded eyes and made them see, and they see Jesus feed the 5,000 and plus women and children. They've seen him turn water uh, into wine, and they've seen him supply every need of mankind. And Jesus went about the villages doing good. They've been with Jesus night and day. They have, uh, they have stayed in the same room together. They've stayed outside together. They've eaten together. They've joked around together. They've made fun of each other in the presence of Jesus. They had a wonderful time with Jesus. They absolutely are head over heels in love with Jesus. And Jesus is sitting down. And first of all, he says, I'm going to teach you how to love each other. Then he says, one of you is going to betray me. It causes turmoil. It causes a disturbance. Now they're grieved. And then he says, I'm going to tell you, I'm getting ready to die on the cross. And before that, I want you to know that I'm going to the Father. He's getting ready to leave them. Supper is just about over. And Peter gets close to Jesus. And you know how Peter is. He's like you, and he's like me. Peter says, well, John couldn't find out where you were going, so Lord, tell me, where, you're, where are you going? And he says, Peter, you cannot go where I'm going right now, but afterwards you're going to go. In other words, Peter, you're not, you're not ready to go with me just yet. And then Peter puts his foot in his mouth like he does a lot, and like I do a lot. Here's what he says, Lord, I'll lay my life down for you if I have to. Have you ever said something like that to God? Confess how faithful you'll be to God? Confess your, your undying love for God, unconditional love for God? 
And God doesn't commend Peter for his enthusiasm. Here, here's what he says, Peter. <laughs> let me just tell you, son, that the rooster's going to sing three times, and when he does, you will deny me three times. One of you is going to betray me. I'm going to the cross. You, you're going to deny me. This is sad news for his disciples. Then he gives them a precept. Verse 1. I know that you understand that I'm getting ready to leave unto the Father. I know that you understand that one of you will betray me and one of you will deny me. That's terrible news. But here's what I want you to understand. In the midst of terrible news, in the middle of tribulation, in the middle, Jeremy, of doubt, in the middle of your fear, here's what I want you to understand. Look at verse number one. Let's read it together, please. John 14 and verse number one. Ready? Begin. Let not your heart be troubled. That word troubled has a meaning of being stirred. If you remember when the angel went down to the pool of Bethesda, the Bible says that the angel troubled the waters. In other words, he stirred the waters. And is that not tonight where some of us find ourselves tonight? We find ourselves stirred and troubled. Jesus says, do not find yourself in a place where you can be stirred or troubled. Jesus says this, ye believe in God, believe also in me. When I read it in Spanish, here, how, here is how it, how it reads. It says, you have believed in God, so now believe in me. In other words, you have believed in God, now I want you to continue to believe in God, and I want you to continue to believe in me. And here it is, right now, right, there's turmoil, there's political corruption, there may be tonight health issues in your life, there may be questions, there may be financial trouble, you may have car trouble, I mean kids may be out of control, your schedule may be out of control, and our credit ratings are terrible, right? Can I get a witness right there? And sometimes we find ourselves in troubled waters, but Jesus tonight says, let not your heart be troubled. That's what he says tonight. A.W. Tozer called heaven the long tomorrow. Here's what he said. I want to remind the church about looking to the long tomorrow. He said, many days feel like they never end. You wake up with a headache. The car doesn't start. Your boss is grumpy. Your lunch is cold. Traffic is bad. The kids are out of control. Bedtime can't come soon enough. On those days, those never-ending days, we need to remember that there is only one day that will never end, and that's a good day. He says, I want you to remember, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Next, he says, the prepared place. Look at verse number two. Verse number two, he says, in my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Please understand that he's saying, because it's his father's house, that means he's returning home. He's the son saying, I'm getting ready to go back home, okay? And so in my father's house or in my home, there are many mansions. 
And what this means is that there, is, there are many dwelling places. That's what he's saying. There is enough room for all of his children, okay? My father's house is big enough to house all of his children. And uh, man, I had an opportunity not too long ago to, to go to a five-star hotel. How many of you have been to a five-star hotel? Raise your hand, all right? I'll give you a four-star, three-star. You've been at least to Motel 6. Can I get an amen right there? Have you been to the Easy 8? All right, good, good. You've been to that kind of hotel. And, and man, you know, when you go to a five-star hotel, you pull up and they got valet parking. And of course, the attendant comes out and they got these, you know, these, these cold beverages, right? And uh, then they, they, so, they, they usher you to your room and you walk into your room and there's remote controls to open the curtains. And of course, you're on the top floor, so you got a beautiful view and uh, an ocean view, right? And then you got a jacuzzi and then they got all kinds of everything is, is remote controlled in the room. The lights are dimming low, right? And of course, I'm with the wifey. Can I get an amen? Praise God. It's romantic. There's roses. They got cheese cakes. They got chocolate-covered strawberries. They got wine. No, no, I'm just kidding. No wine. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, um, uh, it's, it's a five-star hotel, man. It is, it's beautiful, man. Everything is up to date. I mean, it's modernly decorated, and it's beautiful. It's a five-star hotel. You stay there for an amount of time, and then what happens? Then you got to do what? Check out. Reality sets in like, man, I'm going to miss that bed, bro. I'm going to miss that jacuzzi, that, that pina colada that they brought to my room. Can I get an amen right there, right? Virgin pina colada, okay? <laughs> you don't want to check out. Can I tell us something right now? Checking out here is checking in up there. <laughs> When we check in up there, there will never be a checkout. Right here, it's temporal. Right here, we suffer just for a little while. Right here, there's aches and pains, sicknesses, misunderstandings, cursing, feuding, frustrations, because this is a temporal house. But when we check out here, we're checking in up there. C.S. Lewis calls this the inconsolable longing. He says, there have been times when I think we do not desire heaven, but more often I find myself wondering whether in our heart of hearts we have desired anything else. It is the secret signature of each soul, the incommunicable and unappeasable want, the thing we desired before we met our wives, made our friends, or chose our work, which we shall still desire on our deathbeds when the mind can no longer know who the wife is, friend, or work. Can I say tonight that God has a prepared place for a prepared people? God has a prepared place for a prepared people. If you have someone coming over to stay in your house, you don't just have a room and stick them in there, okay? Normal people don't do that. <laughs> Let me say that online. Normal people don't do that for all the tour leaders and, and, and the tour groups, okay? Normal people don't do that. If you have hospitality, you go in and you replace the sheets in the bedroom. Crisp linen. You get a Yankee, is it Yankee Doodle or is it just Yankee Candle? Don't talk about Yankees, <laughs> whatever. 
Get the candle going in your room, fresh towels, fresh toiletries. You clean really nice. You make a great meal because you got somebody coming over to stay with you. Jesus did not abandon his disciples. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. You say, how beautiful must that place be? I, I, I don't know. The Bible says, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But I do know this, that in the beginning, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit created the world in six days and on the seventh day rested, not because they needed to rest, but to leave us an example. And if I can look out and see the beautiful shades of colors in the sky, and if I can see the leaves falling during the fall, and if I can hear the sound and the music with the birds chirping, and if I can see the beautiful craftsmanship of a rose and of a tulip, and if I can see the roaring river rapids and, and the ocean crashing against the, uh, against the rocks and Laguna Beach, and if I can see how beautiful God made the world in six days, then how much more beautiful heaven must be. <laughs> he said it's, it's a prepared place, man. You see, in Jewish wedding custom, the father would add rooms onto his house for his newly married son. Jesus wasn't abandoning them, but he was heading out to get their eternal home ready. And when our time comes, we should have no fear. Have no fear. Notice, lastly, the promise. I like what Jesus says here. Look at verse number three, please. In verse number three, here's what Jesus says. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, here's what he says, and receive you unto myself. And let's read the last part of the sentence together. Ready, begin. That where I am, there you may be also. May I just say tonight that God always keeps his promises. He said he's coming again. He said he's coming again. This is known as the rapture, right? This is the time when Jesus will come back to earth to take his children before he starts his millennial reign down here on earth. Now, would you look at a couple of verses with me tonight? Just have a quick Bible study. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and verses 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and verses 16 through 18. Here's this promise. I, I will come again. I, I will come again. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and verses 16 through 18. Now the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 16, here's what he says. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse number 18, wherefore comfort one another 
with these words. The Bible says that Christ shall come again in the clouds and we which are alive and remain shall be ever with the Lord. And he says, comfort one another with these words. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Right now you're going to have temporal pain, but understand that eternal in the heaven waits a healthy, glorified body. Do not be troubled about these things. I have this thing under control. Would you please turn to Acts chapter number one? Acts chapter number one, verses eight through 11. In Acts chapter number one, we see the final words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. In verse number eight, the Bible says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and all of Samaria and into the othermost parts of the earth. Verse number nine of Acts chapter one, verse nine, let's read it together, ready, begin. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and the cloud received him out of their sight. Verse 10, let's read it together. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. And listen to what he says here, church, listen to this. Which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus. Let's say these three words together. Ready, begin. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. And so he promises, I will come again. The same Jesus who walked the streets of Galilee, the, uh, uh, the shores of Galilee and the streets of Nazareth, the same Jesus who occupied himself doing good. And the Bible says that he would declare himself to be God by his words, but the father would put his stamp of approval on him by his works. And the Bible says that I and the father am one. And so Jesus is God and God is Jesus. That same Jesus who went into heaven into the clouds will in the same manner come back for his own. You see, it is not necessarily about a path, but it is about a person. Look what the Bible says in John chapter 14 and verse number four through six. John 14 verses four through six, here's what he says. And whether I go, you know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And so Thomas is confused. <laughs> he, he doesn't understand what Jesus is saying. And, and, I, and I'm not trying to downplay Brother Thomas because, quite frankly, there's a lot of things that I don't understand about God. There's a lot of things that I do not understand about God. But I'm like the blind man who said, I don't even know what's going on right here, whether he's sin, I sin. All I know is that I was blind, and now I what, church? Now I see, right? And so right here, Thomas is confused. He's literally thinking that he's got to find a path. He's like, what? what, Jesus, what do you mean? And the way we know and where you're going. We don't even know where you're going and we don't know the way. What are you talking about? We have no idea. And then Jesus says this. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you search on the religioustolerance.org website, you will read this in their statement of beliefs. I quote, we do believe, colon, that systems of truth in the field of morals, ethics, and religious belief are not absolute. They vary by culture, religion, and over time. That is contrary to the scripture. 
He who is absolute will never be obsolete. Jesus did not say, I am a way to God. Jesus emphatically used the article, the. I am the way to God. I am the truth. I am the life. In John chapter 1, verses 3 to 4, here's what he says. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In John chapter 4, verses 13 through 14, he says, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give unto him shall be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. In John chapter 5, verses 24, the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall come not into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And in John eleven twenty five, 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And Jesus is the exclusive way to God. The fact of the matter is, is that all roads may lead to Rome. I don't know. I've never tried it, and I never will try it. But I'm going to tell you tonight, church family, and if you're here under the sound of my voice, and if you're lost tonight, I'm telling you with all of my heart and conviction from the Scripture that you will not go to God by way of Mormonism. You will not get to God by way of Buddhism. You will not get to God by way of Joseph Smith. You will not get to God by way of Charles Russell, uh, uh, Taz Russell. You will not get to God through Mary Baker Eddy, the founder of Christian Scientology. Hey, there is only one way to get to God, and that is through a personal invitation through the Son, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the way. You say, why would he tell them this? This is why he's going to tell them. He's getting ready to die. He's getting ready to die. And his disciples are going to see him die. Please understand, he's getting ready to die. And he looks at them square in the eyes and says, listen, fellas, I'm the way. Jesus is both the driver and the destination. <laughs> I'm the way, fellas. I'm the truth. I'm the life. In just a few short days, you're getting ready to see the Son of Man delivered into the hands of sinners. When you see the nails driven into my hands, don't you forget Peter, John, James, Matthew, Philip, don't, don't you forget that I'm the life. When you see them put a crown of thorns upon my head, don't you forget that I'm the way. When you see them spit upon the Son of God, when you see them buffet the Son of God, when you see them pluck my beard, when you see them scourge me, when you see them gamble over my garments, all men forsook him. All we like sheep have gone astray. 
When you see the wrath of God poured out on the Son of Man and you have that doubt and your heart is troubled and there's fear and there's a level of trepidation and you begin to doubt and you begin to worry, I want you to understand that the Son of Man will be buried in a borrowed tomb, but on the third day, God raised Jesus from the dead and I'll ascend to my Father and I'm at the right hand throne of the Father. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't you fear. Don't you worry. Don't you let anxiety overcome your soul. And tonight, people of God, I want to tell you that the words that Jesus told his disciples his final week of life are very relevant to us tonight. Don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right. If you belong to Jesus, if you're called by his name, your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. Everything's going to be all right. And one day when we're on our deathbed and we check out of this world, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Praise God, Jesus, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the whole world. Praise his name. Oh, bless his holy name. So tonight, I don't know who's troubled, but please continue to trust God. Continue to believe that Jesus is faithful and he's true. Thank you for listening to Messages from Liberty. Tune in next week for more Bible teaching or subscribe on iTunes to stay up to date with our current series.